The following podcast contains spoilers for Phantasm. You have been warned. Back to another episode of KFR News Radio. This is your host, Glenjamin Button, along with your host, Miguel. Ooh, I like that one. I, I don't didn't, know what honestly, you did, but... I don't know how my throat did that. <laughs> I don't either. It was, uh, I don't even know how to describe it, but it happened. Fantasmic. It happened, and I liked it. But, uh, mm. how, how are you, Glenn? Not bad. Listen, I watched some movies, man. Uh, that's what I, I see. I tried to go out of my way to impress you. And you know what you did? You shit on my toilet, dude. <laughs> Directly into it. Like into it or on it? Into it. Okay. Directly okay. into it. Yeah. That's that's what I do. I mean, that's all I ever do. Like, you, <laughs> that's what a big you, boy's potty trained to do. You got other quote unquote hobbies like video games and streaming. Know, and, terrible. And TV shows. I know. Oh, my <sighs> God. But yeah, I watched a shit ton of movies this week, but we'll get into that in a bit. Mm-hmm. You go first. What movies? How many movies and what movies? Uh, let's see. I said one, two, three, four, five, six total. One of them being the movie that I picked. Uh, but we started out with an Ang Lee film. Mm. Holy shit. Whipped it out of the park with this one called Lust Caution. Guys. I have not seen that, but I've been wanting yeah, to. I saw I saw that you didn't see it. I'm like, I'm going <laughs> to beat him to it. And uh, actually, it was a really good film. Uh just it was like a about a group of these uh kind of, I won't exactly say school kids just like they're teenagers uh, about to get out of high school and World War II is going on and they're all like actors like in in plays and stuff and they're mm-hmm. like uh, we we have a tip that uh one of the one of the men my my cousins is friends with is uh he's like a, a an informant for like somebody else for the Germans or something like that and they go and they act like people like you know higher up people they act like a to infiltrate, get close to the man, and fucking kill him. Mm-hmm. And uh, the one chicken, it's really, really good. Um, she, like, she doesn't know whether it's love, whether it's lust, or whether or she's caution. being... Or 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 caution. And uh, <laughs> it, it's really, really nice film. It's really good. A um, little bit of sex in there, but, like, uh, Ang Lee does it is how it's, like, it's good. It's not just, like, over-the-top ridiculous, like, it doesn't belong there. Yeah, he's he's pretty pretty uh, classy with how he films mm-hmm. that kind of stuff. So, like, although they may be having crazy erotic sex, it feels like it should be there, you know? Yes, exactly. And uh, from that point, I'm going to stab that with a pen and move on. Uh, next up, I watched uh, Peanut Butter Falcon, Woo! which is the uh, Shia LaBeouf film that he was in, along with Zach... Uh, Gotsagen and Dakota Johnson. I don't know if that's actually how you say Zach. I think it's Scott Sagan, but I'm not 100 percent sure. But uh, yeah, that was that was a great film. Uh, it was very very minimal cast, which was really nice. Like mm-hmm. you weren't with anybody for too long. That wasn't just like meant to be there. You got some classic wrestlers in there. Mm-hmm. Some, and some Thomas Hayden Church, who's not a wrestler, but he's a great actor. Yeah, absolutely. So it was good to see him in there. And yeah, that was a fantastic film. That's some really. good wholesome fun there. It really movie. is. I love it really that movie. Is. 
And uh, after that, I rewatched uh, Vanilla Sky. For some reason, I keep finding myself in a habit of accidentally watching every year. I don't know why. I don't like I want to hate it, but it's such a good movie that I can't. <laughs> Like I it's not it's either. not bad in any direct way. Like it's a fantastic film, yeah. but like I don't know how I feel about the ending and everything with it. Well, I have no opinion on the matter because I have yet to see it. Yeah, I want you to watch it. I want to talk to you about it completely. Where did not... you watch that? I might check it out. Uh, Amazon, I think. Amazon. Actually, okay. I don't think you can watch it now. I literally watched it the last second, which was like another reason why I I was like, Ooh, I got like an hour and a half to watch this. Good yeah. news, it's two hours. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure uh, they wouldn't cut it off halfway through though. Yeah, it'll uh I mean it'll come around again. It's it's been on multiple platforms here. It was yeah. on Netflix when I originally watched it. Um so the next one that I watched after that was called a uh, a good woman, uh, directed by Mike Barker. It's got a the reason why I watched it, it's got uh, Scarlett Johansson and Helen Hunt and I'm like eh, that could be good. Like young Scarlett Johansson, not like mm-hmm. like eh, in her 20s. Old, not old yeah. Scarlett Johansson. Not old Scarlett Johansson. With all her wrinkles. Basically, it's I think it's a movie that you would hate. Absolutely. Oh, yeah? Um, it was just a more or less boring concept. Uh, basically, it's about this uh, character, Helen Hunt, who comes into a town where Scarlett Johansson is currently living with her newlywed husband, and uh, just a lot of gossip and drama involves around as soon as this new woman comes around. Her husband just died, and she just came into a bunch of money and stuff like that. It's very drama-filled, very gossip-filled, and uh, mm-hmm. it doesn't exactly pull through in my opinion it's not really a heavy hitting kind of thing yeah um, so like like it's slow but it also doesn't earn the slowness yeah uh, okay it it, would, it entertained maybe an hour and a half of my life and then i was just like okay i was i didn't hate myself after watching it i just it was it was okay it was just a watch mm-hmm. you know yeah so that was fine and then uh the last one that i watched before phantasm was a uh, the good shepherd with uh uh, Matt Damon, Angelina Jolie, Alec Baldwin, Robert De Niro, f- freaking the whole gang is in here. Directed, directed by, Robert by Robert De Niro. De Niro, yeah. Yeah, so that was that was huge. I didn't even know that going into it. That was blew my mind. I actually really liked this movie. Oh yeah, that's um, that that movie has one of the most shocking sequences, which I won't get into because it's at towards the end. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I could get into you with off off the recording, but it, it yeah. it's it has. It gets a lot of flack probably because it's, you know, Robert De Niro directing it and it p- might be underwhelming given that fact. Yeah. Um, but I, I really enjoyed it and it's got mm-hmm. some very memorable stuff that like, even though I don't remember a lot of the movie, I remember a certain sequence and that's rare that that can happen. Yeah. Where like um, it sticks with you that much. I, I find myself really liking, because I've only watched a handful of the <laughs> kind of like spy, CIA, FBI stuff stuff but like like movie a movie like this one the good shepherd and then tinker taylor soldier spy where you kind of just sit there you think and you watch instead of just like all this action happening and stuff Mm -hmm. they're really powerful movies because you know shit kind of happens in real life (laughs) yeah um and it's 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 really cool to just watch stuff like that and the cast it was phenomenal in this movie and uh they really just brought it home especially matt damon and uh what's his one what's the one guy's name I know you're going to hate me saying this, but he played like uh, the general and like the Incredible Hulk. Like it's the most recent one. Like, oh, uh, um, William Hurt. William Hurt. Yeah, he's not in the casting right there. On Oh, there it is. Fucking are you kidding me, Glenn? Hello? Are you blind? <laughs> anyway, William Hurt was great into, into it as well. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, for me, that's all I saw besides Phantasm. Mike, what did you see, my baby boy? Uh, what, what was your count again? 
Uh, six overall. Six with, and you with Phantasm. You were trying with with yeah, six. I, I went out of my way. I, I mean, you say. you got pretty close to me. Um, you know, uh, I, I watched a total of nineteen movies. Oh, holy <laughs> shit, dude! <laughs> It, we also, is, it also got really bad considering now uh, Letterboxd lets you share uh, oh my God. the movies you yeah. watched. I, I, I'm Instagram probably annoying stories. everyone everyone that follows us on Instagram with that. But you so know like what? now I see Mike's it's like around. it's constantly popping. I'm like, maybe I should watch a movie. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, that's the only reason I, I've been sharing them is I'm hoping to urge you. Anyway, 19. I'm not going to get into too much deal, uh, detail with a lot of them. One mm-hmm. of them was a rewatch, but it's a rewatch I want to talk about. Uh, so the first one I watch is Sleepy Hollow. Uh, Tim Burton in the 90s, you know, that that was probably the 90s and late 80s was probably his peak. So Sleepy Hollow was good. Yeah, it's uh, one of the ones that I rewatched for Halloween. Yeah, it, it's, a, it's a solid movie. It, it holds up. Um, then I watched a documentary called American Murder, The Family Next Door, mm-hmm. which is really sad. Uh, there's a lot of people talking about it now because apparently people think they see a ghost in that, but it's really just some girl's oh. daughter, some woman's daughter uh, walking around. Um, interesting, but apparently the house that the murder happened is haunted. So, oh, it, uh, Jesus. I, I can see why people are trying to see ghosts in Absolutely. the documentary. Then I watched a horror movie, which I was actually going to pick for my pick last week, but then I went with invasion of the body snatchers. It's a movie on Netflix called sweetheart. It is like Castaway meets, um, uh did you ever see the host yeah absolutely the korean movie yeah uh it's it's that's the only thing i can think of just because it's a water-based monster that tries to eat people yeah um but it's it's like she's by herself on an island it's really solid uh up until like it would have been really good if it kept going the way it was going for the Mm -hmm. majority of it and then it kind of changes halfway through uh and is kind of gets a little worse but it's still pretty good i i, I do suggest seeing S- sweetheart which is on netflix okay. uh then i watched the polka king with jack black uh which is based on the true story of a uh pennsylvania polka singer who was also defrauding a bunch of people uh whether it was on purpose or by accident because he doesn't know how american economics works yeah um is you know remains to be seen the way it's told in the movie is that he was doing it on accident and then just kept going to do it on purpose um, once he found out. But he was legitimately <laughs> trying to help them, but just wasn't yeah. at the same time. So that's a really good movie, Polka King. Then I watched a 2011 prequel for The Thing. Okay. Which is so similar to The Thing. And, like, I don't even understand why they call it the prequel. There's a little bit of difference, but, like, they even have, like, a dog that changes. They, It's it's a whole thing. Uh, it's a solid movie. Um, it's obviously not as good as the uh, Kurt Russell one. Yeah. Uh, but it, it's it's solid. The CGI is terrible, but we yeah, kind I of... Think, I think for, for me, I... Everybody hated that movie. Still hates that movie. I don't think it deserves the hate, but it's yeah. it's definitely not amazing. I it's, think the CGI is definitely bad, but the cast and the story is there. You always wanted to know what happened before the Kurt Russell part happened. Yeah, and uh, so that that kind of delves into it. I love Joel yeah, Edgerton. I, I like almost that. love everything he's in. So that's he and was great uh, Mary Elizabeth well. Winstead. Oh, She's absolutely. Great. Um, and and then, you you played it in surround sound in your. In oh your, my god! Uh, it, was, it was so creepy. You. So creepy. I love it. I got to have you over to watch something mm-hmm. like that. Uh, so then I got, I, I signed up for the Criterion channel, which is, uh, you know, a bunch of movies that are part of the Criterion collection, which is yes. a bunch of rarer movies. I don't like using the word rare in today's because you can find anything if you look hard enough. But yeah. 
they have movies that are harder to find, foreign movies, uh, older movies, movies from fr- uh, first-time directors. So I watched The Virgin Suicides with um, Kirsten Dunst, uh, which is directed by Sofia Coppola. That is one of those movies that I remember my mom watching. It's like one of those, like Phantasm, what we're about to talk about. It's one of those movies that I have distinct memories of, but I never yeah. recalled it in my whole life. <laughs> yeah, it's real. I really enjoyed it. It's a very good movie. Uh, it's a little cringy just because teenagers are cringy. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's not to say it's not realistic. It's just teenagers in general are cringy. Even yeah. the ones today, which are hotter than we were as teenagers, <laughs> you know, unequivocally hotter than us. They, they yeah. somehow know fashion. Uh, they are still very cringy. Um, it's just a thing that will never go away. But yeah, that was Divergent Suicides. I enjoyed it. Then I watched Get Duked, which I told you to watch. I doubt yes. I, you did not watch it. Though. I did not get to watch um, it. It's a really funny English dark comedy about these boys uh, who are kind of like stupid. And they, <laughs> as a punishment, they are forced to go on this thing called the Edinburgh, uh, Duke of Edinburgh Award, which is like a camping, hiking challenge mm-hmm. that you get an award at the end if you do uh and then they start getting hunted and it's really fucking funny um, you know what's i think this i don't mean to bring my other hobby into this but this was a uh this was an ad for or like on twitch for a good couple months yeah on, for a little bit there a couple months ago so i mean i know about it i just gotta watch it's it. it's really solid the way it's it's really stylized kind of like it reminded me a lot of like guy Ritchie's earlier films mm-hmm. um but but modernized uh the guy, the the kids in it, all except for one, are really stupid. But it adds to the comedy. Like they realize things like ten minutes after they should have realized it. But it's told, yeah. it's it's displayed in such a way that it makes it seem like it wasn't completely obvious. Mm-hmm. Like it's very tongue in cheek, which I like. Uh, so that's get duked. Highly suggest everyone watches that on Amazon Prime. Uh, then I watched the new animated Adams Family movie because I figured why not? I already watched the other two Adams Family movies. Yeah. Um. It's okay. It's, uh, it's as expected. Yeah, it's as expected. It's definitely dumbed down for kids. Not that, like, the Adams family is super smart, but it's definitely, yeah. like, brightened and given bright colors and, and made way goofier than it should be for the kids, which is understandable because it's made for kids. Whereas the 90s movies are a little more, they're family oriented, but they're, you know, for older audiences, not like four or five year olds. Yeah. Um, then I watched The Crazies, which is a uh, George A. Romero movie uh, from the 70s. There was a remake of that in 2009, I want to say, uh, maybe 2010. It's a really, really good movie. It holds up really well. Um, don't really have much to say other than that. Okay. Then I watched Phantasm. We'll get into that. Then I watched <laughs> Summer with Monica, Ingmar Bergman movie. Uh, from the 50s, and uh, I, I have that Ingmar Bergman collection, and I've been watching them in order as suggested by the Criterion Collection. It's not in yeah. order of release, but it's like they they curated this experience for you. And this was the first one that I really, really enjoyed. They've all been good, but this one... This is the one, first one you really actually... Yeah, this one like hits <sighs> really hard because uh, it's about this woman uh, who is kind of abused by everyone around her. Yeah. Um, I mean, she's not raped. They hint that she was raped, but she they she's not on screen. And then, but she's definitely harassed and assaulted at work. And then she kind of just takes this boy who she kind of likes down with her uh, yeah. by by going on the lamb and and going on a trip 
and kind of trying to get off the grid and everything. Uh, and it's it's really powerful. It's a it's fantastic movie. It's it's I can't say more about it, you okay. know, without giving too much away. But it's a great movie. Summer with Monica. That's what that's called. Uh, then I watched Sabotage, which is an Alfred Hitchcock movie. Uh, from the 30s, back when he was still making films in London. Really good movie, as always, with Hitchcock. Um, very intense. Uh, and, yeah, check that out. Then I watched Death Becomes Her, which is with Meryl Streep. Um, oh, man, what's Kurt Russell's wife's name? God, I can't Goldie remember. Goldie Hawn. Goldie Hawn and Bruce Willis, uh, where... This is, this is another one of those movies that I remember watching my mom watch a lot. Yeah, it, it's fun. I mean, Bruce Willis plays the uh, husband of Meryl Streep, who was going mm-hmm. to marry. He was going to Meryl, marry Goldie Hawn in the beginning. Then Goldie Hawn comes with a plan to try to kill Meryl Streep, and she dies. But she had also taken this potion that keeps her alive. Yeah. and it's 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 goofy. You it's know. a very animated movie. Yeah, it's very animated. Not in the sense very, that it's animated. Very Tim Burton esque, but without being Tim Burton. Uh, then I watched Enola Holmes with uh, Millie Bobby Brown, uh, Henry Cavill, and how was that? It's it's good. It's it's fine. Okay. It's not like amazing, but it's a it's a solid movie. Kept debating. I I only wanted to see it because of literally Henry Cavill. Yeah, yeah. and his muscles. It's, it's a good movie. It's definitely made for younger audiences, which again I have no problem with. Uh, but it's it's like younger audiences. I mean, like teenagers, not kids, because yeah. there is a brutal scene in it that it legitimately shocked me that it happened. Okay, I was like, oh, <laughs> whoa, wow, uh, whoa, oh wow. Uh, so that's Enola Holmes. Uh, then I watched Save Yourselves, which is a uh, sci-fi comedy horror about these aliens. Uh, this couple tries to go off the grid, you know, to get away from cell phones and stuff. So they go to this cabin, and while they're on the way to the cabin, and after they've already turned off the phones and everything, aliens invade. But the oh. aliens are these cute little spherical fluff balls uh, that just <laughs> they're just magical <clears throat> Furbies. <laughs> yeah, they they drink gasoline and alcohol. And perfect. they they try they they kill humans too, but like oh, they don't well, they don't feed perfect. off humans. They don't feed off the humans, but it's it's just it's uh you know them trying to survive and trying to figure out what's going on mm-hmm. while being off the grid. Uh, it's got some really funny moments. Is um really solid movie. I enjoyed it. Okay. Uh, then I watched the Frighteners, which is uh, a Peter Jackson movie from '96. Uh, with Michael J. Fox. I, I really enjoyed it. He plays this uh, psychic medium that can see ghosts and is trying to solve this mystery mm-hmm. uh, of all these people dying of crushed hearts, not even heart attacks, just crushed hearts. Yeah. Um, really enjoyed it. It's a great movie. Highly suggest it. Then, for people who know me, I'm a huge Tremors fan. Absolutely. Oh, sorry, to go back a couple days... <laughs> couple days i rewatched the vast of night everyone should watch the vast of night mm-hmm. uh upon my second viewing i decided it's my favorite movie of the year so far so um i don't know if that sure. means is anyone that the one everyone. you told me to watch as well yeah the vast of night okay. it's like a um a sci-fi movie uh that's kind of like the twilight zone but anyway going back to tremors uh tremors newest installment uh tremors shrieker island came out on netflix uh it's got um the guy who plays Burt Gummer, whose name I'm forgetting, but then also has John Hedder from uh, Napoleon Dynamite. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's, you know, it's a bad monster movie, but it's fun. And I think Tremors fans will really like it. So if you're a fan of Tremors, watch it. I say, I've always I've always loved one and two, but after that, yeah. kind of just fell off. Oh, yeah, I agree. I've, I've watched them all just because, you know, they hold a special place in my heart. But yeah. uh, then I watched a uh, In a Valley of Violence that is a um, with Ethan Hawke, 
uh, and John Travolta, Karen Gillan, Tessa Formiga. Um, and it is essentially John Wick if it took place in the West. Oh, wow. Uh, and I, I really enjoyed it. It's a solid movie. Um, John Wicker. John John Wicker Basket. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's uh, that's on Netflix as well, In a Valley of Violence. Uh, but yeah, uh, that's all I watched. Uh, that's oh, all? That's all I watched. That's all? <laughs> I was trying to go for 20, but it, it didn't yeah. pan out too well. Mainly because I thought about going for 20 a little bit too late. I thought about going for 20 this morning, and I was like, oh, I can't make it. <laughs> yeah. Well, um, I mean, you valiantly almost got there. So. Almost got there, yep. Uh, those are the, all the movies I watched. I honestly think we should probably skip news this week, Nothing, yeah. unless you have something big. I mean, I could say something real quick, but that's literally it. Yeah, go for uh, it. Adam Sandler is, a, like, a, like this is, like, the third time in, like, two weeks, I think, I've talked about him. Um, he's filming his new movie at Coatesville High School Gym, which Ooh. is pretty dope for anybody who's dope. from high school. From uh, from high from, school, from yeah. high school, literally from yeah. high school with me. Uh, yeah, uh, he's been filming in Philly the past few weeks. I didn't know he was coming yeah, to Coatesville. Though. I mean, it's kind of annoying to see it all over Facebook. He's like, he's filming in Coatesville. Yeah. Holy shit! <laughs> it's just like, calm down, dude. <laughs> you haven't been there or cared about school since like or cared about 2010. Relax. I mean, I mean, that's awesome that he's there. Apparently, Coatesville's getting a new school board, uh, like a scoreboard and some a little bit of cash ola. But uh, yeah, so that's that's, cool. that's a pretty cool thing, and we can yeah. just move on from that. That was kind of like when Kate Winslet came. Uh, oh yeah, Coatesville's she, she, having a banger. She right shot now. in Coatesville and in Phoenixville, mm-hmm. um, which kind of, you know, gets both of us off the list. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I, I actually passed her shoot one day i didn't see her but i saw like the f- the film trucks and everything yeah i didn't even um, know when they were filming so i was I, we were actually just talking about it saturday i was like did kate winslet ever stop by or whatever yeah. they're like yeah they're done yeah they they <laughs> oh. uh they didn't even block off the street when they were filming they were just yeah. there i'm assuming she was in her trailer or whatever but i saw all the lights and the cameras and everything yeah. it was really cool um but yeah let's get into phantasm is it an evil You have to take me home. What? No questions. You must take me home. Phantasm. Uh, a teenage boy and his friends face off against the mysterious grave rotter, Robert Rotter, 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 <laughs> known only as the Tall Man, who keeps a lethal arsenal of terrible weapons with him. Directed by Don Coscarelli, written by the same man, stars A. Michael Baldwin, Bill Thornberry, Reggie. <laughs> Wait, is Reggie Reggie? I never even noticed. Reggie is Reggie. Oh, yeah. Reggie Bannister is Reggie. Uh, Kathy Lester and uh, who's the tall man? There he is. Angus Scrim, which yeah, honestly they could have went with that name and I'd still be scared of the man. Yeah, honestly it's a scarier name than the tall man. Yeah, mainly um, just because I'm tall as well, so it's not that scary. So yeah, we've got Phantasm. Phantasm. Yeah. So I remember last week you said that you had a very vivid memory of a specific scene that scarred you. Uh, care to share what that scene was? So it actually wasn't from this movie. I think it was one, from of, the one of the sequels. sequels. Okay. Um, but I remember like vividly a scene, and I was like, and that's just been stuck with me. Not like really scarred, just like what is that fucking movie like scarred? <laughs> oh, okay, and I got you. It's, it's like I, I assume like they go through like a portal of some sort, like they kind of did in this movie, which we'll get to. Um, and it's like the sand dune, and then there's like these deadly balls just chasing people in in like these sand dunes. Mm-hmm. I have to figure out what it is because literally, I don't know what the fuck it is, and I can't type that into Google and it'd be like, oh yeah, let me help you out. 
And apparently Google is also Sylvester Stallone. So, um, <laughs> so yeah, this movie, I do remember parts of it, but not like scarring parts. Um, yeah. yeah. So this movie, let's, <laughs> let's jump into it. Let's jump into it. Um, so also, the first thing I want to talk about is that opening awkward sex scene. <laughs> Mainly because the angles don't match up. Quite. Yeah, the angles of a one of them had a penis, and it was definitely not the one that was on the bottom getting rammed. I mean, he might have had, as well had to had to have been the lady. But because uh, <laughs> they were yeah, in missionary position, and they the were, way mis- they were both laying is not. But no, but they they not only were they in missionary, but she was also sitting on top of him at the same time. Just with uh-huh. the way it was edited, when they showed her close up, close up, she yeah. was sitting on top of him. But mm-hmm. when they showed th- their legs coming out from behind the grave, they were definitely in missionary. Yeah, and it just made no goddamn sense. And also, the the sexy ladies, the tall man. Yeah. The yeah, fuck? she uh, she literally the, every every zoom in shot it cut back between the guy and then back to the girl and every mm-hmm. zoom in of the girl it turned slowly yeah. into and, the tall also, man. I never understood why. Holy like, shit. do people just regularly have sex in graveyards? Is that like a a, a common occurrence? Have to you the point? not? No, I can say that. Oh, have you ever smelled a graveyard? Um, yeah. I mean, I don't ever have sex in a graveyard unless mm-hmm. i'm deadly serious about it uh leave now i'll see you later <laughs> um yeah so that was just really an awkward whole part and like i expected to see some some booby right off the bat because you know it's like a it's like a 80s film or 70s, 70s so you yeah. you know you expect right away you said like, it last in, week who am i yeah, gonna see naked that's exactly what i said uh and for invasion of the body snatch i'm like when am i gonna see some boob not like yeah. asking for it i'm just like i know and like right off the yeah. bat it was like this uh, an r-rated horror movie it's bound to happen especially from the 70s uh well i mean specifically the 70s and 80s not so much nowadays um but uh i am not sure how i felt about this movie like it, it was very impressive yeah. Um for the most part, but I found it more annoying than enjoyable if that makes sense. Yes, um, there's there's a lot of factors in this that make it. So, I think mm-hmm. the story overall of it is solid. Yeah. Um just the way it was executed was not. Mm-hmm. Um especially when you when you when you grasp the concept of the cast itself, um if we if we should start on that. Um none of these and there's no offense poking here, but uh, none of these guys are actually good actors. <laughs> yeah. In in my opinion, in any slight of the way, except for Reggie, he was outshining the fuck out of everyone here. Oh yeah, I don't he, know what he was, was the most natural. He yeah. he he didn't seem like he was just reading off lines. a piece of paper or anything yeah. like that. And uh, he's he he definitely had the best delivery out of all of them. Yeah, uh, I think. Mike, the the kid, was mm-hmm. the closest second, but it's also by a country mile. Yeah, um, where it's it's just it's 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 the worst of stereotypical horror acting, in my opinion. Like Texas Chainsaw Massacre, there's a lot of bad acting in that, but when yeah. it needs to be good, it is good. Yeah, mainly because the director tortured his cast. <laughs> but, yeah. but but I, I digress. Um, it, it's. Horror movie is no, movies are known for having bad acting, and you know it's no secret that most horror movies people don't go to see for the acting. So I do understand why this is still pretty popular. But like the the acting to me was just so bad it was distracting. 
Um, yeah, it was it was very hard to keep going, especially since the the runtime was only an hour and a half, and it just it yeah. felt like so much longer because you're you're more or less mulling through it, you know. Yeah, I and understand the, why it's so iconic, but it's uh it's tough, you know. Yeah, it's definitely got some great effects, uh, like the the flying sphere, um, the the bro the cut off fingers that turn into a fly, mm-hmm. uh, even though that fly was kind of goofy, but it was yeah. it was it was cool. Uh, like at the same time, mega death fly. <laughs> but at the same time, then they just have these little people in hoods, like mm-hmm. they're sand people from Star Wars. Yeah, um, and it, it's it's just it it doesn't. They don't build a whole world very well. They yeah. have they have specific elements which are great. They have um, it there, and it just felt like they kind of pushed it in instead of like building around it. You know. Yeah, but yeah, it's just the, the first hour was just so excruciatingly slow and then it de- it definitely picks up once you know shit starts going down but it yeah. just the pacing is all off to me mm-hmm. um it, but it's it's also one of those movies where i see why people like it there's enough there to like honestly there's enough there for me to maybe one day watch the sequels i'm not going to be rushing to them yeah but if they're available for for streaming and uh, I don't have to pay. <laughs> and I don't know if any of them are on. I mean, obviously, wish I should get to this later. But I think some of them might be on Amazon. Yeah, or at least two is, um, and that looked like it might be better. Yeah, I mean, this is with with uh, cheap horror movies. I've heard. I don't know for sure, but I've heard the second ones are often better, just because they usually get the budget yeah. required to make them better. Um, but it, it's just I, I really went into this with with you know high hopes, positive vibes, all that shit. I was in the mood for some 70s horror, especially after Invasion of the Body Snatchers. Holy shit, speaking of budget, it, uh, its budget was 300000 and it grossed almost $12 million. Oh, damn. So, Jesus. Yeah. Anyway, so yeah, about going into this? Yeah, going into this, I was I had high hopes and, and uh, was actually you know looking forward to watching more 70s horror, especially after Invasion of the Body Snatchers, mm-hmm. and then I just was left disappointed. Um, yeah, there's you really have to filter through all the good stuff, and I know this is iconic in its own yeah. right, but it, and it, it, I understand why it's iconic. Yeah, yeah. Like I didn't even know this movie exists, but I knew of Angus Scrim as the tall man. Like I, yeah. I was familiar with that character. I couldn't tell you where it was from, but I was familiar with the character. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, you know, this series has a like a history and like the the iconicism. I don't even know if that's an actual word, but. I'm sure the, the sequel might be better. Uh, I'll probably actually get that around, like, around to that this week. Mm-hmm. Um, just because I want to find that fucking scene with the sand dunes and the balls. Um, yeah. But I don't know what other series could have it. Um, so, yeah, I mean, as far as the special effects went, I thought they were, well, well, practical effects more like it. I thought they were great. The acting is really the only thing that held us back in the script mm-hmm. and the world building. But other than that, I loved him as the tall man. He's fucking haunting. Um, yeah, and I mean, I I liked the world building if they got it right, which I'm sure they did in the sequels. So I'm mm-hmm. I'm looking forward to checking that out. Yeah, it's definitely. I feel like while I didn't like this movie, it definitely at least gave me curiosity to see the rest of them which yeah. for a movie i didn't like that's pretty impressive i will mm-hmm. give it that uh it, also it's just... i just want to see reggie in the next movie man reggie, oh yeah he's reggie in all was of them, strictly apparently. the reason why yeah i think all of them are pretty much yeah um 
But Reggie was like the main reason. Like, Reggie better stay alive. Oh my God, is he alive? I don't know mm-hmm. if he's alive. Oh, maybe. And now is is in the other ones, is he alive but bad? Yeah, who knows? Who knows? Who knows? Who knows? Um, but yeah, I'm not, I'm not upset that I watched this. Like, I didn't feel like it was time wasted. Yeah. Uh, definitely a classic and I understand why it's a classic. Uh, overall, it just wasn't my scene really. Yep. Um, but I am probably going to watch the sequels at some point. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'll even let you know if, uh, they're any better. Cause I might watch one tonight. Who yeah. knows? Who knows? I got to watch 20 films now just to catch up. <laughs> you do. You do. You definitely got to watch the vast of night and yeah. get duked. Yeah, uh, I would prefer you watch those before Phantasm, but you know what? You live your own life. I was just say I got I got a week, buddy. It's okay. Yeah, you got a week. <laughs> you got anything else to say about this? Uh, I don't really think so, to be honest. Okay. It's no, no. The last thing I will say before we move on to the judgment is the actress. I don't even know if she had a name. Who was like the granddaughter of the fortune teller? Yeah. In the beginning, she was the worst actress. I was hoping that she would redeem herself and like pop up. It would make more sense to me personally if like uh Mikey or Mike whatever the kid's name was, um mm-hmm. if he like went back to them, like if they had a second occurrence, but like they didn't. They it was only really in the beginning. Yeah. And and was she one of the girls that was in the car? No, I don't think so. Okay. But yeah, it, she was just horrible she was awful like when she came on screen i was like oh mm-hmm. oh it's this kind of movie yeah <laughs> but yeah that's all i gotta say so i guess we should get into the judgment oh uh, yeah glenn this is your film so you get to decide first whether or not it makes it onto the kfr shelf um no <laughs> <laughs> i was trying to give it like a little structured thing be like hey it's understood for its iconicism, which as a word I still don't know. I'm just going to keep using it regardless. Um, mm-hmm. But I don't think it was good enough to uphold a shelf. I think maybe a sequel. I'll check it out. Maybe that yeah. maybe it could be on the shelf someday. But uh, I don't think this one in particularly uh, deserves to be on it, other than how it is inspired by a lot of people's hopes and dreams, which is nightmares. <laughs> yeah, I, I would agree. Um, I, I don't think it deserves it. That's not to say that none of the sequels will make it on. Um, you know, I'm of the mindset to hold every film on its own, regardless mm-hmm. of if it's a sequel or not. Um, and I feel like most people would probably enjoy movies more if they did that as well. But most people like to consider things as a whole. Yeah. Uh, I'm not all about that. I like I like f- finality in my stories. Mm-hmm. Uh, and um, But yeah, this does not make it onto the shelf with the likes of Apostle and Handmaiden. <laughs> and Handmaiden. So uh, that does it for Phantasm. Let's move on to our plugs. Glenjamin Button, oh, yes. what are you plugging this week? So I overheard a birdie doesn't like Synthwave that much. <sighs> so well, you know- I, it's... So go ahead and tell your little story, buddy. So it's not that I don't like Synthwave. I'm not a huge fan of it, but I don't dislike it. Mm -hmm. What I don't like is that a lot of, and honestly, I will admit this is me being nitpicky for what I can get with a zero budget. Yeah. But a lot of low budget um, composers for films love doing Synthwave because it's cheap and you can do it by yourself and, and not have to really 
try too hard if yeah. that's and uh so i i'm for some of you may know i'm working on a, a my next short film right now uh and all of the people who have been sending me stuff to you know kind of put their hat in the ring for being composer have been sending me synthwave even after i sent them the script even after i told them what it's about even after i told them what kind of tone i'm going for mm-hmm. none of which does synthwave fit yeah, it, so, it really doesn't. So that is why I don't like Synthwave. Uh, I don't like it for how readily available it is and how it's the only thing available for people yeah. like me. <laughs> um, for me, though, for me personally, I love Synthwave. It's great. I do think it is it is cheap and easy to do, so anybody could literally do it, and that's kind of its f- big flaw. Um, but for the one I've got is actually somewhat movie-related. This is going to be called Mr. Kitty After Dark. And it's on YouTube. It's from uh, Diana Sandra. That's what I'm assuming the name is. Assuming could be bad, but here we are. The thing about this video is someone, it, like the person who posted this video, they didn't, they didn't make the song. They didn't make the video. What they did was they put the song and they put this movie, which is a, a Jennifer Connelly film um, called Career Opportunities. And they put the scenes where they're in Target, uh, after hours and they're roller skating around and they're doing all these things and it just it flows so stupidly well that it shouldn't for no reason and it is very enjoyable video to just vibe with with your dark or not dark synth wave uh little melodies and just have a good time mm-hmm. so there it is mr kitty after dark from uh the diana sandra uh page on youtube Oh, fun. Mm. So my plug for this week, Glenn. Yes. Other than movies, what is something that I love? Food. Other than movies and food, what is something that I love? Peanut butter. Other than movies, food, and my dog, Miss Mrs. Peanut Butter. Okay. What country do I love? <laughs> Ireland. Ireland. Aaron, Aaron Gobrach. Um, so uh, the... Same studio that made Song of the Sea, Secret of the Kells, Breadwinner. They have a mm-hmm. movie coming out that is going to be released on Apple TV Plus, and it is called Wolf Walkers, okay. uh, as they typically do that with everything amazing, but Breadwinner. It is uh, based in Irish folklore, and well, at least that's what I gathered from the trailer. I could be completely wrong on that, yeah. um, but my plug is the trailer, which is amazing because okay. it is Ireland. It is Cartoon Saloon, which is the company that makes those movies. And then it is a movie trailer. Yeah, so it's everything. That, that is going to be the trailer for Wolf Walkers. And if this doesn't win the best animated feature uh, shit, John, that I can't think of, then I don't know what will. Because, you know, Disney can go kick rocks for how they're treating theaters right now. Yeah, um, they're shit, John's. They're shit, John's. So, Wolf Walkers, trailer, YouTube. That's my plug for this week. All right. She's one of them Wolf Walkers. Wolf Walkers? The ones that can talk to wolves with some wild magic. You can come out now. We can smell you, you stick. You're a Wolf Walker. You're a wolf when you sleep. What? A girl when you're awake. 
Uh, so that is my plug for this week. Uh, that brings us to our assignment for next week. It is the last week of our spooktacular, Glenn. Mm-hmm, it is. It's the last week, and that is that means it is the last time for Netflix roulette to try to spook us. Disgusting. Do you think it will spook us this week? I think it'll always spook us in yeah. the wrong ways the last time they they tried to spook us was with veronica which was pretty spooky Mm -hmm. uh so we are going to spin the netflix roulette wheel for those of you who don't know how it works we spin it three times and pick the best one or the one we're most interested in out of those three movies so without any further ado my genres are all set to horror and i'm going to do my first spin on the absolutely real physical wheel and not some program even listen to it just listen yeah. to it these are the real sound effects for it the oh, realism. we can't do this one it's under the shadow we've already watched it oh yeah so i'm gonna spin it again damn uncle naji in uae it is a i'm assuming it is a united arab emirates it is on Netflix just specifically. It's an hour yeah. and 35 minutes. It's a 5 out of 10 on the IMDibus. Yep. And it is about Najee decides with his friends to go on holiday to a mountainous re- region. They face many funny and strange comedy situations. But unexpected moments happen to turn their... Hap- oh my god. But unexpected m- moment. Uh, this has to be written by someone who... English is their second language, yeah. which is better than me. So, but unexpected moments happen, turned their funny journey to horror. It's trying to say that it's a horror comedy, is yeah. what it is. Uh, directed and written by Ahmed Zain, starring Muhammad Al Kendi, Aliyah Al Manai, Ibrahim Al Mirasi, and Tariq Al Muhari. Uh, Hari, I butchered those names, so I apologize. But that is Uncle Naji in UAE. <clears throat> So spin number two. Kolayurther uh, Kalam. Oh boy. So how do you two out of three going great? Oh great. A young woman has to or has to defend herself from a slasher all alone in her palatial estate. Do you want to? I I still haven't pulled it up because I'm having some issues trying to figure out oh my god wait till you see that score this is a drama thriller directed by uh chakri toledi uh and i'm already gonna butcher these so oh, i apologize no. way ahead of time uh written by sarah badinar uh adam haliber uh oh my god i'm sorry i'm not doing that i'm not gonna keep pronouncing these names uh oh she's got one name whoever that is is that a, is that a Nyan chick she's only got one name she's share yeah she's that's share dude that's share, dude. Uh, but yeah, that is a 2.6 on IMDb. Yeah. So we'll keep that in mind while yeah. we move on to movie number three. Stree. It looks like we're going with a foreign movie this year, this uh, this week. Yeah, it really didn't want to get out of that area. <laughs> so in, uh, in the small town of Shandari. The menfolk live in fear of an evil spirit named Stree, who abducts men in the night. Based on the urban legend of Nala, Nalaba that went viral in Karnataka in the 1990s. It is written by Raj Nidimor, uh, Krishna DK, Summit Aurora, Pawan Sony. It is directed by Amar Kaushik. 
starring Raj, Raj Kumar Rao, Shraddha Kapoor, Panjak Tripathi, and other people. I'm not even going to try. Um, um, so far, that has the best rating, and yeah. it is two hours, which isn't super overwhelming. Um, I mean, the other two are basically almost not unheard of exactly, but like... The first one's definitely like all new actors, at least. They don't even have a real IMDb, I don't think. Yeah. Um, the second one's just got a critically fucking dampering score. And then this one seems to be okay. Stree. Stree. Um, yeah, I guess. So? Oh, it's a Bollywood movie, so we're going to see some singing and dancing. Yes. We haven't done a Bollywood movie yet. So. We haven't. I, I'm not. I, I. I'm not 100% thrilled about it. But uh, yeah, who knows? Net- Maybe it'll impress me. Netflix got us with this one. <laughs> Netflix. Netflix gave us the real spook was on us <laughs> having to watch one of these movies. So I guess we're going with Stree. I think we're going with Stree. All right. So our our assignment for next week is Stree from 2018 on Netflix. <laughs> कई साल पहले शहर में एक सुंदर आकर्षक विषय हुआ करती थी शहर का हर पुरुष उसके सपने देखा करता आखिर उसको एक ऐसा मर्द मिला जो उसके शरीर से नहीं उसकी आत्मा से प्यार करता था सच्चा प्यार um yeah so thank you everybody for listening you can check out our website keystonefilmreview.com on instagram keystone underscore film underscore review twitter keystone underscore film Key, uh, facebook keystone film review youtube keystone film review and on letterboxd i'm mike kfr and i am glenn kfr and that will do it until next week when we don't bollywood dance because that might be cultural appropriation but we do enjoy one of their films well uh, we're gonna we're gonna dance michael we're gonna oh okay <sighs> You can dance if you want to. You can leave your... Oh, we don't Mm -hmm. have the rights for that. Bye. Bye.